0: Hello and welcome to Marketing in the Raw. That is the name of the podcast and my name is Adam Hellway. I am the host. This is the podcast where I try to expand how you define the practice of marketing and your vision of where it's headed. Um, How have you been doing since the last episode? Maybe this is the first episode you're listening to and if so, welcome to the club. Now if you didn't know, I gotta tell you, I am a geek. There's a lot of things that I geek out on. But one of the biggest things that I geek out on is technology. And there are a few folks better to talk about emerging technology with than Robert Scoble. Robert is a futurist and technology evangelist who has talked to and interviewed hundreds, probably thousands of different entrepreneurs and some of the biggest folks in technology, all the way from folks you haven't heard about, all the way up to Facebook's own Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, He is also the author of multiple books, the most recent one being about spatial computing called Infinite Retina. My intention in talking with Robert was to talk about AR and VR with him. But as you'll hear in this uh, in this episode, uh, he went a lot deeper. And that's why I like talking to him, because he uh, he just he takes all the information that he gets from the conversations that he has and his own view of the world uh, to to really distill some interesting insights about what's going to happen in technology in the not-so-distant future. And I get to talk with them about how those things are going to impact personalizing customer experiences for folks and ultimately how we might need to look a little bit differently at the world not so long from now and uh, try to get on board with uh, with some of this technology in order to help service our customers better and create less friction in the experiences that we uh, are putting out there for those customers. So one last thing to share before we start the interview, I recorded this with Robert back in 2019, which is why you not only hear me recording this in person with Robert at his house, which I wouldn't do now because of social distancing at the time of the release of this podcast. There may be some things that we talk about where the timing is a little bit different based on the date of this recording. Now, here's a glimpse into the future with Robert Scoble. Robert Scoble, how are you doing, young man? I'm doing great. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thank you for uh, for letting me uh, see you in person. Um, it's been a while, and uh, you've you've. We, we always get together and talk about a lot of geeky stuff whenever we get to meet, um, and so I always enjoy that. Um, and when we we talked in the past, it's always been something quite different than what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I'm really interested. You know, we're going to be talking about AR and VR. What's got this tickling, you know, that the geek bone in your body that's want making you want to go deep into this topic these days?
1: Well, I have an autistic son uh, who's 11 years old, and if you think about what's going to happen in his life, and he he's barely verbal, he uh, he doesn't uh, have the skills to deal with people very well, uh, and he doesn't have the skills even to remember chores or things in his life, right? And, um, And I, you know, talking to the people who are building these glasses, it's like, oh, these glasses that are coming are going to be able to tell him to look into people's eyes or going to be able to assist him in living his life. And along with those, I I call it spatial computing, by the way, because it's bigger than just augmented reality. It's autonomous cars. It's uh, 3D sensors in factories and robots in factories, right? It's any computing that either the computer or the human is moving around in, right? That's the way I think about it. There's not really a good definition of spatial, but that's how I'm thinking about spatial. If you think about augmented reality, we're about to get a new paradigm of computing that we move around in. And that paradigm is going to be far more personal than holding a mobile phone in your hand. Not to mention, you're going to get all sorts of magic all right, uh big big screens and multiple screens all around you all the time if you want them so you can work in a new in a, a starbucks and uh not have to look at a little tiny uh even your nice big macbook pro there is a fairly small screen uh compared to what's going to be on your face in just a few years so a lot of fun stuff and then uh, i've just started seeing some amazing things coming you know those, uh, mind-blowing things. Well, new it, new it, kinds of entertainment, new kinds of education, new kinds of retail stores, right? And,
0: and, and so how is, this, how is this different than, um, you know, we, we saw over time a number of, of really big technological tipping points. We, yeah. we, we had the personal computer. Uh, we had the Internet. We had uh, mobile devices. We've had social media. Mm-hmm. And all of these have had... A, a huge impact on both business and, you know, consumer behavior and expectations. How do you see um, AR doing that, say, in uh, the next few years, but uh, even the next 10 years?
1: I, I think it's even bigger. I think um, if, you, uh, if you buy into the premise that we're going to get a pair of uh, something that looks like a Raybound or an Oakley in just a few years, let's call it four years. And before that, we're going to get lots of new devices. Uh, Facebook is bringing Oculus Quest out in a, a month or two, right? Um, we're seeing lots of new devices coming over the next four years. But if you buy into that premise that, I, that soon, uh, you know, four years is fairly soon. It's By the time somebody who's entering college this year gets out of college, right? That we're going to be wearing a pair of glasses that lets you see an, something around an 8K display on each eye you're going to be watching netflix in these glasses right but it's not going to be like watching it on a 65 inch tv it's going to be like watching it on an IMAX screen in front of you right, right. and um and you're going to have multiple microphones i mean my my little uh headphones have six microphones on them now think about that i, I when i worked at microsoft somebody showed me an array microphone that cost ten thousand dollars and i had I think four microphones. Now my headphones that cost $150 has six, right?
0: Everything getting miniature.
1: Everything's getting smaller and you're getting new kinds of AIs that are, that are watching that sensor input for new kinds of data, right? We're getting autonomous cars, all that fun stuff. We're going to see a new way to compute. Um, a, a new way to talk to Google and Amazon, right? I mean, out, over here, we can say, hey, Google, what's the weather today?
0: In Campbell today, it'll be cloudy with a forecasted high of 61 and a low of 52. Right. Right that, now, it's 58 and cloudy.
1: Thank you. <laughs> and that microphone is, what, 20 feet away, right? And it's and
0: actually, they can pick it up through noise and all that oh, sort yeah. of thing, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. You
1: know, Google's uh, microphones, you can be in a noisy bar now at, using Google Assistant on your mobile phone two, three feet away from you and it still hears you. So you you start thinking about, oh, we're getting a new series soon. We're getting a new uh, visual display soon. We're getting sensors that understand where you're looking, right? Eye sensors and the sensors in the glasses are going to know where you're looking. You're getting new kinds of cameras. We just I showed you my Insta360 360 360 degree camera that think about all the technology that's just in that little box. It's more technology than took us to the moon. Right. In a little box. It has dozens of sensors and it has AI that looks for features in the room to uh, get rid of shake in the camera and stuff like that. It's pretty crazy, the technology that's coming. And in a box, it costs $300, right? And the costs are coming down so fast. That camera, you know, just four years ago, I bought uh, six GoPros and did this, the same thing. And it cost, created a
0: 360 array with it. Yeah, and
1: it cost $6,000, and it took hours to stitch the cameras together, right? And I had to have a specialized software, and it, it was a pain in the ass to use, now a $300, $400 camera does way better, right? And the cameras, the sensors are getting bigger. Rico just came out with a sensor that's much better, right? So you're seeing a lot of innovation and that innovation is being driven because of the mobile phone. You know, I, I met the guys who were building the LG camera on the back of the iPhone and the, and the amount of money being spent on cameras is just immense, right? I met him at the Tesla factory. I know you have a Tesla and I have a Tesla. It has eight of those LG cameras on it,
0: right? Are they all... Those are LGs as well, huh?
1: Yeah. So you start thinking about... Oh, what's happening in cameras because of the mobile phone and because of cameras are starting to be used in a lot more places like on cars.
0: And the and the, the computing power that needs to be matched with yeah. multiple eyeballs essentially that are that are looking, for instance, in your car at all different times or with Apple, we've seen them go from just simply having better cameras over a period of time in their in, in within their devices yeah. to creating many arrays of cameras but but tout in their new keynotes about their new products really more the software element of what their their phone can do with the visual data it's getting from those cameras well
1: they're looking at the images in real time with ai chips uh, sometimes gpus uh, graphic processing units like my oven has a nvidia card in it and your tesla has an nvidia card in it right and that's how it's seen the world but Tesla this year is going to come out or in the next year is going to come out with an AI chip that's going to be five to 20 times faster than the NVIDIA card. And so you know how how good the car is at driving itself already. What happens when they have five to 20 times faster? How many new features are they going to be able to add? And you start seeing, oh, they're going to be able to see stop signs and stop lights, right? Uh, okay, well, self-driving is coming.
0: <laughs> so so, so uh, beyond... Uh, beyond some of the things that folks are doing with you know uh, like Tesla and some of these bigger ones and the, and the devices themselves, how um, how would an average business be impacted by this? what would be uh-huh. the change in, in you know in customer behavior be besides saying like more customers will be using these devices?
1: It's, it's not just the customer it's the supply chains. I just met a guy who's working for a trucking company, a, a supply chain company, and they're just this month turning on the first cold storage automated warehouse. And cold storage is for stuff like uh, carrots and salads and stuff like that, right? It needs to be kept cold. And it, so if, if you're a farmer here in Gilroy uh, near Silicon Valley and you need to get, um, you know, uh, salad, you know, uh, Brussels sprouts across the country. You need to go through his warehouse, and it's an automated. It's the first automated warehouse, right? So a lot of robots, right? And just a few miles away is Amazon has a million square foot warehouse with I don't know hundreds of thousands of robots. Yeah, yeah. And so the supply chain is changing. The the entire. I think America is going to be reconfigured over the next uh, ten years. Um, because you think about the autonomous trucks that are coming you think about the autonomous warehouses that are coming you think about autonomous factories and autonomous I just heard about autonomous farms right that we're going to be able to have self-driving tractors farming the farm that has deep implications for human beings right how America in America how many people live off trucking right 1.3 million truckers and how many people live off of them? Right. I drove 9,000 miles around uh, America last year. And you think about all the little hotels where truckers stay and the cafes where truckers eat and the, you know, the, the truck washes and all the businesses, it's probably three to 5 million people, maybe even more who live off of the trucking infrastructure. Right. So huge changes are coming for America, for the world, really. Um, It's just a matter of how much time and that that's just on the back end. Then you were asking about the front end, you know, well, what's my expectation of shopping? Well, you look at Amazon's new uh, Go stores. You go in and you grab a product off the shelf and you leave and 300 cameras are watching you touching products. Picking them off the shelf, leaving with them
0: right so what you're saying is is beyond just obviously the AR and VR element that people think about when they think of these consumer products the the oculus uh, riffs and goes and, and the Samsung stuff and all the other yeah. things that are going on, even the AR capabilities that now are have been within the iPhone the last few uh, operating systems and, and other things, you're really talking about how computers with cameras essentially computers with eyes can start impacting customer experience okay. without folks even wearing those, yeah, those goggles have, and devices. I have a
1: June oven and this oven has cameras in it and has an NVIDIA card. Right? Why does an oven need an NVIDIA card? <laughs> you know, NVIDIA is a like gaming uh, uh Computer really, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But you stick a piece of toast in there, and it goes, "Oh, there's toast. I'll cook it for you, right?" Or you. Stick it recognizes. It, it recognizes the uh, food you. Stick I've been there.
0: trying to keep myself away from that June oven. I didn't realize it. It, it does uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: It never burns the toast anymore. My my wife was really skeptical when I got it. It's like, why are you buying a seven hundred dollar oven? I go, well, let's try it out and see it. How- And now she loves it. Right. Because she never burns the toast anymore. And she never needs to set a dial. She never needs.
0: She just puts it in. Just
1: puts it in. And you put a salmon in and it says, oh, I see salmon. I'm cooking salmon now. Right. And and wow, it's that's just the start. It's a reconfiguring of how you find recipes. Right. So on my mobile phone or on my iPad or on my laptop. I can look for June recipes. It gets me thinking about new kinds of food, and then when I get the food, it automatically cooks it, right? It's it's like, oh, and and you know that the world is delivering things now to our houses in new ways, right? So we can get not just Thai food delivered here, but soon well already I can order something on from Safeway some some ingredients for my June oven. I'll be here in an hour, and then I can start dinner,
0: right? Well, it's interesting because that, you know, when you talk about that experience, and and it's very similar to the experience. I don't know how you feel with, you know, your Tesla, uh, probably similar to myself, where my house, I put some smart home stuff at the house. The house currently, although we do have things like security cameras and stuff, doesn't utilize a, 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 you know, uh, a, the computer vision or, or any of that stuff to know that I'm the one coming to the door just yet, I can yeah. anticipate that that's going to be what happens.
1: So you don't have a ring doorbell yet? So
0: I do have a ring doorbell, but that doesn't have that ability yet. But uh, the, really? Uh, no. That would, that,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you think it doesn't have I that know. ability?
0: That's, <laughs> Is Jeff Bezos watching you come home? I know. Uh, all right. All right. The, I mean, there's a reason Amazon bought that company, oh, Touche. Right? T- t- Touche. Uh, and so, wow, now I'm going to have to take a look at the, no, the data. and fact, Nest
1: got in trouble well, the nest thermostat has a camera and they didn't tell anybody there was a camera and a microphone in it
0: right? yeah yeah well it's similar' sorry, to the, there
1: was a microphone in it right
0: it's similar to the internal microphone I mean excuse me the internal camera on the Tesla yeah. where they haven't really I mean I know you've you've said it elsewhere and I've seen it elsewhere they say it's supposed to be something to eventually monitor you to make sure that you're alert and aware and all that sort no. of stuff no
1: no it's so when you say to Tesla Network can you go can you take us to a pizza restaurant it goes oh there's your kids are in the back of the car and uh, we'll take you in a, to an appropriate place for the kids
0: so you <laughs> think they're going to go that deep
1: with oh it? yes they are they're not going to stop this is the rule of technology technology never stops right and uh yeah they're going to the the reason that they give you is the network that your car eventually will be a new kind of taxi Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. So it needs to know there's somebody in the car that matches the uh, profile of who's supposed to be in the car to unlock the car, right? So if I... Order, and, or to
0: start the car, right, once they end up well, getting it, in there. it's an electric then,
1: car. It never starts.
0: True. <laughs> it's true. always on. It's like you're... <laughs> well, and, and that's what I was going to say is... But it does
1: unlock... Right my car has a, a passcode on it, so I have to enter a passcode to say i'm allowed so if somebody uh you know uh carjacks me and sits in the car and tries the, to drive my car, they can't because they don't have the password to did the you put
0: to a you put the pin access the on it yeah, yeah. And, and so 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 the the interesting thing you were sort of alluding to earlier, you know especially with the amazon um but that store. In the
1: future is going to be done by facial recognition. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right? facial
0: recognition is all over the place right now. They're tagging photos on Facebook. They've been doing that for years, amongst other things. And, and, and so, like, the, it's, it really is about greasing the wheels of, of, of customer experience or the experience that you have with anything. Because yeah. when I, I know for me nowadays, I don't have a key ring. Yeah. If I want to get into my house I have my phone or I have my keypad on on my on my home if I want to get in my car I walk up to my car it's got Bluetooth I open up the car yeah. door so these days our phone is the key yeah exactly yeah. so these yeah. days and eventually you're sort of saying our face will be the, you know the key I mean, real
1: important I mean eventually you're going to be I mean just like I just talked to Google there right Google eventually and, and it's pretty much there already knows who's talking to it right knows it's my wife talking to it or me right by my voice imprint the government showed me that 10 years ago that your voice is very unique to you and uh ai can start saying oh adam's talking to me right and so think about you know being in the car and some and somebody in the back seat wants some music right they know they know it's somebody in the back seat right a kid yeah (laughs) versus me and so the profile should get built much more accurately than it is today's but you know I, I hate it when my kids are playing my music on Spotify, or their music on Spotify.
0: It changes your profile. Yeah, because
1: Spotify is an AI that brings me music based on my tastes, right? If I only listen to country music on the, the Spotify's uh, uh, New Music Music Friday, is going to bring me country music mostly. Or Discovery Weekly on Monday, right? I already know. Tomorrow, I'm, the first thing I say to my kids is, it's New Music Friday! And we get to listen to new music, because AI picks some new music. For us, right? Yeah, yeah. Every Friday we get new music on a playlist, and that music is influenced by what we've listened to. So if I listen to nothing but country, it's going to bring me country stars, right? If I listen to rap, it's going to bring me rap stars, right? And so if they mess up, if they start listening to their favorite music, which I hate, <laughs> or I don't like
0: to listen to all the time it starts to pollute it, it pollutes my AI I, I, I experienced that with I experienced that with YouTube we, we have we have YouTube on multiple you know we have on our Apple TV yeah. and our, our Samsung and, and stuff and uh, ever since having our little one it, it's just suddenly I remember like Peppa Pig was just everywhere and I, I think I ended up doing a I ended up teaching a a course at some place and was bringing up a YouTube video. And as I'm bringing it up, you know, this, this video about something related to marketing or whatever, the whole entire side was like, you may also like, and it's all these Peppa Pig videos that, you know, my son was watching on there and that's, I mean, that, that's sort of a, a very crude and given... We're, we're but.
1: touching on where this world is going. Yeah,
0: right? yeah. And
1: it's not there today, because, uh, you know, if I talk to my Amazon Alexa, which is in the other room, it's not personalized really well. It doesn't change... If you ask a question, it'll give you the same answer as if I ask it a question. But where we're going is hyper-personalized experiences. My June oven, for instance. My wife likes her steak well done. I like it medium rare. So... How does it know whether it's me that it's cooking the steak for or for her, right?
0: It doesn't look outward; it looks inward, so it's not able to do that at the moment. Yeah,
1: we could change it on the mobile phone and say, "Well, that steak we'd like to have well done," but um, in the future, it's just going to know. Oh, I'm making a steak for Miriam. Well done, right? And same thing with Google. Same thing with Alexa. Same thing with our Tesla. It's going to personalize based on who you are and who's sitting in the car why you know why is Elon Musk so genius because he already forced the, the controls of the car to be on your phone right to be in the cloud right our cars don't have any physical knobs on the dash even for air, air vents everything is virtualized so if you in the future if you get into a future Tesla, it's going to know everything about you It's going to know your seat position. It's going to know your stereo. You could could port
0: preferences over.
1: Yeah. And now think about he's building a taxi of the future. Well, we're going to get, you know, you're going to go on a trip to New York or something and you're going to get in the airport and a Tesla is going to pick up, pick you up and it's going to be completely personalized to you. It's going to be like it's yours. Well,
0: it's it's very similar to, you know, when the first iPhone came out and then I don't remember how many versions later it took for them to really... Capture your profile, all your preferences. Still, keep it over on. It's still not
1: very good. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: But 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 then you go and you buy another iPhone, and now you it's far less. Besides the fact that you don't even have to wire it up to a computer and use iTunes to do it anymore, that stuff is is porting your profile, you know, a, across things. And that's really the rather than using your face, it's you've got to use a password and all that stuff to log which, in.
1: Which gets into, you know, when I start talking with, like this with normal people or even people inside the tech industry, invariably privacy starts coming up, right? And it's like, that's a scary amount of data to give uh, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or yeah, you know, Tesla or an Amazon or a Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. And this is why we're having this argument in the industry right now and why Facebook's facing a, a real tough PR challenge, because they didn't treat our data very well and they didn't keep it for themselves and they didn't tell us that they were sharing it with other things and they get hacked and the data gets leaked out and we're all having to figure out this new world of you know who do we trust in terms of these systems and you know how much do we trust them these systems are going to know a lot about
0: us so let me ask you a question about that actually so obviously there's all these data brokers that have are having a tremendous impact on, on changing behaviors, but also sort of creating new products and services and experiences. That if the company is big enough, like for instance, the mobile phone. In my opinion, arguably most of at least for the first five or six years of of the iPhone history was dictating the experience people expected of any other phone makers, yeah. right? In any other app. Developers, it was all based on what was initially being developed by the iPhone. So, for instance, right now we have um, all these services that were announced by Apple, including the you know the Apple Card and, the, and this that and the yeah. other. And a lot of people sort of go, "Oh, come on, give me a break," but don't realize that the power that if you have X amount of millions of people using your device, if a significant sliver you, you know goes ahead and, and says, "Yes, I'll go ahead and try that out and adopt yeah. it," they start to change behaviors that other folks in the industries like banks and and, and that sort of thing decide they want to adopt.
1: Apple has a, a scary amount of data. If I follow you around for three days, just three days, I will be able to guess your credit score within 20 points, just following you around. Right. And now think about how many days have you had your iPhone and where have you gone? And the reason I can guess your credit score is if I can follow you around to restaurants I'll know how good your credit score is, right? Cuz if you're if you're broke, you're not going to go to the Ritz. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? And so um you're going to behave when you transact, when you go into places according to your credit score, right? If you're broke and you don't have good credit and you you only have $10 to spend a day, you're going to behave very differently than somebody who's a billionaire and goes to luxury restaurants, luxury hotels, right? And so I can guess your credit score pretty quickly. So think about how much data Apple has to know who you are and how accurate your credit score is. In other words, there's not going to be any fraud rates on the Apple credit card because it's going to know you at a pretty deep level. And uh, and it also, Apple already has your existing credit card too.
0: Because, yeah, in most cases, it's just transferring over what you already have, uh, have committed to folks. Transferring and
1: layering on new data, which means their fraud rates are going to be way lower, which means they can offer you more things, right? Because they can give you back more instead of giving you a 2% gift, you know, they can give you more, because they're going to be able to, to reduce the fraud rates on that, and they're going to be able to make new kinds of transactions possible in, faster.
0: And again, that's part of the personalization stuff that we were talking about earlier, yeah. too, right, is, is that data now provides Apple a, a layer to I mean, give them a, a, to to create more personal experiences or offers or, or whatever. Uh, I
1: I just started a business and I went to Bank of America. It took me three hours to set up a business account, and I have good credit. I had all my do- documents right. It just takes that long to sign all the documents and go through all the regulations, right? Apple could do could get rid of a lot of that right, real fast because it knows who you are at a deep level.
0: And and most of what they announced, funny enough, to me was Apple saying, you know they were being a design company they, they they people again people on twitter were were sort of freaking out and being like what's going on here they're not you know announcing a new uh, iphone or ipad or or uh, apple watch or whatever and what i saw was a company saying we Believe that we can solve this problem through design thinking to make something that already exists, that people are already doing and using so much better that, A, we can benefit as a company and, and, and B, that, you know, the consumers can benefit from the greasing the wheels and making it a better experience as well.
1: Absolutely. They're moving their company toward a services business. Yeah, you're going to have to spend 1000 or $1,500 on a pair of glasses and 1500 on the phone. I think, by the way, that's why they're doing the credit card because they're going to give you the credit card to buy the new stuff when it comes out.
0: <laughs> I know they're like, if you, you can get a discount if you buy stuff with the Apple you know, <laughs> yeah, card.
1: You, yeah, you'll get a, you know, 100 bucks off, right? They yeah. can do all sorts of games like that. But um, they're starting to build services, whether it's entertainment services or shopping services or other services, because they know when, when they finally do put a pair of glasses on you, With a couple microphones for Siri and uh, noise-canceling microphones, because you're going to have to buy those, too. And everybody is. so You know, I'm seeing those little white headphones everywhere now, right? When you get that on your face, now you're talking to Siri. And Siri is being rebuilt, by the way. This is something that's kind
0: of... Thank God.
1: Well, it's... (laughs) you know I had dinner three years ago with a guy who started Siri and I was like what are you learning by being at Apple and he's like I'm learning that Google's kicking my ass <laughs> and I go how did you figure that out he goes well we instrumented Google we instrumented us and we know that Google's learning faster their AIs are learning faster than we are so we had to start rebuilding Siri and we still haven't seen that new rebuilt Siri it's Yeah, three years I'm, later, I'm right?
0: waiting myself as well.
1: well it's clear that something new is coming because the competitive landscape is changing right the fact that Google has a thing in my house listening to me and every room in my house tells you that the competitive landscape is changing and Siri is I'm going to talk to Siri soon and and it's actually going to listen to me and do really amazing stuff is my expectation. And if it doesn't I'm going to buy the Google glasses or the Facebook glasses yeah. or the Huawei glasses or the Amazon glasses. But
0: you'd right? normally not have as many of these competitors in in these spaces if there wasn't something to be gained by it right so when when amazon first came out uh, i think a lot of people were 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 questioning okay is this really something folks would adopt and then obviously we've seen it expand over to to google and a lot of other places that have tried to pair Uh, i mean apple arguably had an early gain and just kind of blew it i think as a huge apple fan i was like it really sucks even now i tend to shy away from depending on siri for things versus the amazon in my house
1: apple has the discipline to blow it for a long time right remember the mobile phone well how go through its history it, uh, except for the apple 2 which was pretty much first on the scene although there were a few other personal computers out there before the apple II, and the apple 2 comes out way better positions everything before it as crappy and uh same thing when the iPod came or the Macintosh right Macintosh comes on the market, repositions the whole personal computer industry as crappy uh iPod comes along there was other audio players right, and iPod repositioned everything that came before mm-hmm, as crappy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Apple has the discipline to stay out of the market for a long time and does not care that somebody else is having some fun right and uh iPhone comes in, not, not, I mean I had Nokia phones and trios and blackberries, right? There was a whole industry. And everybody thought Nokia had it all locked up. Yep. They had the worldwide global marketplace uh, on phones, and they had the best phones, blah, blah, blah. And Apple comes in and phew, changes the market. Repositions. Everything that was before is lame, right? And the same thing's gonna happen in VR, right? And so you know, let's we're talking a little oh, yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I want to say let's circle let's
0: circle back let's in the t- sense of let's come back to twenty nineteen. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, the you know we, we were talking just before the podcast about like Facebook for for instance I think um, VR and AR stuff um, I think I think unless you're really really geeky you. Aren't going to realize where AR is in your life or where yeah. VR is. For instance, again, most of the folks that have new devices, um, yeah. you know, they are going to have some element of AR and VR. Arguably, I don't really use it on my iPhone very much. Um, I not yet. To, not- and there's a
1: reason you don't. The optics just aren't. The screens that you're wearing are not good enough to let you work in them. I can't code in them. I can't do my email. I can't do Facebook in them that's about to change in the next 2 years. I, so, I'm starting to see optics from the Israelis that are just mind-blowing.
0: So so do you think that part it's of the adoption isn't just you. isn't just people it, it really is that one when you try the experience right now it feels a bit more novel than it yeah. will right. when the optics really cuz when you look at somebody like Magic Leap and some of these other big players like like HoloLens even and and I and I honestly I take a lot of your um, your advice when it comes to seeing what you're talking about yeah. online about it. You know, there's an element of of field of view, of of clarity, all kinds of yeah. these different things that people They're don't shitty. take into account.
1: They're shitty. I, I You know, the Magic Leap is an amazing product if you look at it the right way. The OS is amazing. The way it sees the world is amazing. The, the UI is amazing. The, the New kinds of things that you can build on it are amazing. If you go to some of the new AT&T stores, I think starting next week, they're going to let you play a new kinds of Games of Thrones in it. And it's freaking mind-blowing. But the optics just suck. And even Ronnie who runs the company, knows this. He, he admits it. He, the, the technology to build optics is just not there. And this is a $2,500 device. And this is why I, uh, Microsoft says the Hololens is not for consumers. for running a factory or doing some new surgery. Because there's
0: some there's some tolerance of acceptance there, but 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 and obviously yeah. the, the cost is involved. But the yeah,
1: cost and and optics. You can't use it for coding or use it for doing email. It just hurts your eyes. It, 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 I can't even read it. It's too blurry. Right for the for that those kinds of use cases. Great for doing surgery on somebody because it you know it does all sorts of amazing 3D stuff that if you're a car designer or an architect can use it or a gamer, yeah. But even gamers like they 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 say it's not there yet. It's like huh, it, you know we're close, but those optics need to be improved. And and the Israelis and the Chinese are showing me optics now coming like coming in the next 18 months that are mind-blowing and that's why i'm that's why i'm really bullish it's i know what consumers are going to react to and when they put on glasses that have mind-blowing optics then they're going to get it and they're not going to have to dream i have to when i put on magic leap i have to ignore the optics and dream about what does this mean Mm -hmm. for the future yeah yeah um and so Oculus Quest is coming, you know. and here's a good example. right? I do a lot of research with people just, just because. I showed 200 people VR, right? And everybody gets out of the headset and goes, oh my God, that was the most amazing thing I've ever done. Everybody. Everybody says that, right? But how many of those 200 people have bought it? And I've shown billionaires this. It's not a money thing because billionaires can afford any product, right? Nobody buys it. Why not? It, and they give me six reasons. One, one guy said, I'll never buy a Microsoft product again, right? He doesn't want a PC. He says, I bought into the Apple ecosystem. I'm an Apple fanboy, and I'm not ashamed about that. I'm going to always be an Apple fanboy mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm not going back to Windows because I hate Windows. I have, I have a Windows machine. I hate it still, right? <laughs> and I worked at Microsoft for three years. It's, it's a crappy OS in a lot of ways compared to a Macintosh. But... If you're a gamer, you gotta have a PC. And if you want to play VR today, you gotta have a PC. And if you want VR today, i.e., before Oculus Quest comes along, you have to have a tether to that PC.
0: Yeah, because you have, you, but I you have, have an Oculus HTC, PC. or do you have HTC and a Rift? Do you, you have know? a Rift? So, like, I've been, I, I'm a big early adopter of things. Um, By
1: the way, you notice it ain't down in my entertainment space. No, no. Because you have to put a PC down yeah. here, and you have to put two boxes if you have a Rift.
0: Same reason why I haven't done it. Haven't done it as well, Finger. right? I've, I've I've trimmed down and simplified what I have in my living room, and then every time I think about, you know, it'd be really awesome to have a, a an AR VR you know setup in here, knowing that the ones that are really the most powerful yeah. ones right now, consumer based the Rift and and the HTC. Need all this additional stuff, let alone a PC, which I'm not going to end up, you know, putting every everything as we've seen in the living room has started to get slimmed down now, right?
1: In in the 80s, we used to call this the uh, wife factor. (laughs) I used to sell. I I used to run a. I've been doing this for a long time. I study how people adopt new technologies. Back then, it was Beta or VHS VCRs in a consumer electronics store, right? I sold. I sold refrigerators. I sold ovens. I sold cameras. I, you know,
0: I sold high tech stuff, man. I sold.
1: All, it was like the consumer electronics store, right? It was like best buy before best buy. Yeah, right? yeah. And back then they would, you know, people would come in and if the wife didn't want it in her kitchen, it ain't going to get bought <laughs> right? yeah. or didn't want it in the living room. I, I don't care how good the speakers sounded. If they were too big for the wife, they ain't going to get bought. That's true. Right? That's true. And so, um, and, and now we can't call it the wife factor, but I'll call it the spouse or, the, or your, your partner's factor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If your partner doesn't want that stuff in the living room, it ain't going in the living
0: room. It's a community right. space, right? Yeah. And, 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 uh, and, and so, like, then I'd gone from, with the Rift and, and HTC Vibe, the computer thing was the big issue. Then they went yeah. to the other side, Facebook did, with the Oculus Go.
1: Yeah, but Oculus Go is not real VR.
0: It's not real VR? No, it's three
1: degrees of freedom so now we're going to learn some new terms all right three degrees of freedom means i can just turn my head up down left right i can't
0: move your body itself I can't, can't move my yeah. body
1: you need six degrees of freedom to do that and the controllers you had in your hands are three de- degrees of freedom too the the oculus quest coming out is six off on the headset and six off on the controllers real important And that's why Oculus Quest is the product that I think is going to light up this industry because it's real VR. It's true VR. It's six degrees of freedom VR. You can move around a space. You can move your hands and grab things and slice things and shoot things, right? And, And do things in the air, draw things with Google Tilt Brush, stuff like that. Real VR. And it's answering six of the major concerns of VR, which is cords pc it's not pc it's a self-contained thing price it's not twenty five hundred dollars like only four five hundred bucks three ninety nine um or four ninety nine if you buy the high uh buy the one with 128 gigs of memory on it um it it's uh it doesn't require a room right because there's no room in it. It's inside-out VR tracking. That's another term we need to learn, right? So the Vive and the Oculus have these sensors. Uh,
0: they used to you, mount up in your room. You need to mount them or put
1: on them on the tables so, uh, toward your play space so that it can see where you are, right? That's how it does 6DOF. The Oculus Quest has that built into the headset. It has a little couple of little cameras that are looking out at the room and using computer vision to see the room and know that where it is in the world, right? Then that, that's called inside out VR tracking
0: versus I uh, got it. Got it. Yeah. Versus the sensors in where the sensors are sort of, uh, watching you from, from right. outside your experience.
1: Right. So I can play it in any room of my house. Now I don't have to go to my room that has it all set you up. You can
0: bring it with you on a trip, but it doesn't matter. Right?
1: You can play it in a hotel. Right. And so now I can carry a couple of them for the kids and take them on, into a hotel and play VR in the hotel. That's a huge change. Um, does it have an
0: AR component, by the way? It doesn't it have it. Does. It does.
1: It, so AR is putting uh, uh, virtual things on top of the real world. It's doing it through pass through. So it has a couple of cameras on okay, the front got of, it. It, of, of the device that sees the real world, mixes it together in the GPU with the virtual, you know, SpongeBob or whatever's in your room, and then shoves that... Uh, uh, image a virtual image to your eyes with a couple of screens now that's a little different than a, a, a microsoft hololens or a magically Le- magically it actually passes the real world through a pair of lenses so you're always seeing the real just like world. you're looking through a pair of glasses and it, or and it puts a virtual image into that stream using a, a couple of really high-tech optics and that's why it the optics are so key in this industry and it's just early right now. It's really hard to, I mean, those things, uh, my Microsoft HoloLens has billions of little, basically uh, semi-transparent mirrors that uh, light is coming into the side of the optic and is reflecting off uh, of little mirrors. I, I'm simplifying it a bit, yeah, 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 but little tiny structures in the glass that have been pressed into the glass or manufactured into the glass to let you see a virtual image, and that's why the images are are blurry and uh, and dim right now. It's really hard to do this. This this takes billions of dollars of R and D to build these op- optic structures. And
0: that's why somebody like Magic Leap has has had so much. Um, so much cash infusion so much people so yeah. many people investing and haven't even really it's, technically released uh, they anything. they
1: got two billion dollars of investment and what's funny is that's not gonna be enough they're in a they're trying to raise more funding because Apple and Microsoft and Facebook are each spending around 10 billion
0: which so, shows and, how and, big the potential and, is and
1: Apple has billions of other values right they have 450 stores built in all the best cities in the world the best retail locations in the world magically doesn't have that and they and apple has a brand that we all know and either love or hate right and we but we all know what apple is when somebody says apple you every human who's in the modern world has a pretty good idea of what an apple is right and magically they look at you strange right they don't have yet a brand identity built in people's head so they have to do a lot of marketing to explain who they are and apple has all these relationships with with millions of app developers or hundreds of thousands of app developers right millions of app developers really and all the content people movies books radio tv films right um and so you know, Apple just has so many advantages, and that's why everybody's like almost waiting for Apple. It, 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 this this industry we call we called it FUD, right? Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Apple's fudded the whole market, and the whole market's like investors. Tell me, I'm waiting to know more about Apple when Apple's coming in the market, because that's when the app when the market becomes real. When Apple enters the market, all of a sudden the game starts, right? And that's that's sort of how they're approaching this, right? And I, it's sort of how I'm approaching it, too, right? And I know when Apple comes in this market, it's going to dramatically change the market. Even if you don't buy an Apple, it's going to dramatically change the market.
0: It's yeah, going to well, we talked more, about that earlier, right? right? That that the phone itself created behaviors yep. and expectations that others adopted. Yeah. And and, uh, and and I think the same thing will happen, like you said, with Apple, even though they, they put augmented but, reality on their device. But,
1: but that's two years from now. This year, Oculus Quest, I think, is going to, Really change the market. Um, it fixes most of the problems of VR um, that are going to keep people from buying it, and it's going to get people like me to buy two or three of them so I can play with my kids. I'm really impressed. Can you
0: be in? Are they going to be yes. let you in the same space? Yes. So that's an interesting thing because I know you yes. have have gone into uh, is it is it spaces? Is that what they call it? Uh, is it Facebook? Well,
1: there's Facebook space. There's a whole bunch of social VR things. I mean. If you have Oculus Quest or Oculus Rift at your house and I have it at my house or HTC, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter, I can play something like Rec Room. Rec Room lets me play paintball with you, basketball, skee-ball, all sorts of different games, virtually over the internet, right? But, I, but you have to have one and
0: I have to have one. So I, there's going to be a fear of missing out element as well where people are going to be like, I got to go yeah. buy one because my friends are jumping in.
1: That's part of it. But I don't give a shit about you. I don't want to play with you. I want to play with my kids. <laughs> and I can't play with my kids. I can't play this virtual basketball with my kids.
0: Can you imagine me knocking at your door? Hey, Miriam, uh, can Robert play? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can do that virtually. Right? <laughs> exactly. I've a notification in my VR. Hey, Adam's trying to
1: play with Rec Room or High Fidelity with you, whatever. Yeah, You're yeah. But I can't afford two of these things right now. So I can't play these new paintball games with my kids. And I want to play with my kids.
0: So it's going to become a social.
1: I'm going to buy two of these Oculus Quest because they're 400 bucks a piece mm. and they don't need a room. And we can play new virtual games together or new virtual things together. Do you, you know, you, you look at things like um, Google Earth VR lets you walk around the entire earth. There's uh, 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 the entire earth is in VR, right? So I can zoom into a street in New York and walk down the street. It's fucking amazing. Right. But I can't do that with my kid. And I want to, you know, like next week we're going to Los Angeles. We're going to go to U- USC, right? I want to take my kid into Google Earth and show him, hey, this is where we're going next week. Get them excited, right? There's a lot, the lot of trap.
0: solo experiences, but but this could really open the door for folks for to multitask. have shared experiences.
1: Yeah. And that's why I'm... I, I'm so I'm watching... Um, I'm building a thesis, a roadmap of where the industry is going. This year, we're going to get multi-party. We're getting fixed uh, VR and we're getting affordable-ish VR, right? 400 bucks. A lot of people can afford that. Not everybody, but a lot of people can. It's certainly better than twenty. My VR system costs twenty two hundred dollars. Right, very few people can afford a twenty two hundred dollar discretionary spend. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people can afford a four hundred dollar discretionary spend. You almost don't even have to ask
0: your. Now the new phones are eight nine hundred dollars yeah, yeah. a pop now. So, and next
1: year I, I'm hearing. So I'm I've been I've been traveling the world and talking to people at Facebook and Microsoft and Google and and all that, trying to figure out what's coming. Uh, and understanding the D that's going on and whatnot next year we're going to get sharper optics there's 4k displays coming next year maybe 18 months from now and that's when the vr goes mainstream that's what's going to get it get people to understand why you need vr on your face
0: so so as we as we sort of get into the to the tail end of the of our time here i want to loop back around and, and connect that to now the medium is being adopted by folks and 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 not only folks that are having individual experiences now but shared experiences and you know for for marketers and brands Like understanding where people's attention is, is a big deal. If people are not spending as much attention on their mobile devices now, but are in VR and and AR, if they're not spending as much time, we look at something like uh, Fortnite, for instance, right? Fortnite, huge explosion over the last year. And what happens? You see brands and artists doing concerts and things inside
1: Marshmallow, 11 million people.
0: Right? So they're inside of a video game that technically is not an AR, VR device, and they're experiencing this uh this concert they want to be there they're experiencing it It, it's it's something that gets talked about in fact i think they ended up doing two shows uh in in the end and and so what we see is the potential for uh for folks time to get now kind of sucked in time and attention to get sucked into these experiences how do brand how could brands think about dipping their toes in the water beyond like well, From a sense of content creation, yeah. or creating experiences, or being a part of those experiences that well, they're having.
1: I, I live on a street with Seven Eleven, right? And Seven Eleven has an app on your mobile phone, so you walk in and you get points for walking into a Seven Eleven and buying things, right? And they're using AR and building lightweight AR games to engage their users, and sales have gone up because of that. So that's where the brands are today. Let's build some AR, lightweight experiences for mobile AR because everybody has a mobile phone. You know, very few people have VR, right? Only a few million people out, out of the world have VR. And uh, and it's hard to get to VR people because you have to get them to load an app up. And, you know, I have Rec Room. Am I going to download a Seven Eleven app and play that instead of Rec Room on my VR? Not going to happen, right? So it's really hard. You're also seeing a bunch of and, and this is why I call it spatial computing instead of AR or VR, because um, when you just think about spatial computing, you're seeing companies like insurance companies and Airbnbs and others who are building, uh, who are using spatial computing technologies to reduce cost or increase uh, uh, sales in their apps on mobile. Uh, so, um, mm. soon you're going to see new apps that use AR. And you're already starting to see a little bit of this. Sephora is using it in retail. 7 um, Eleven's using it in, in their store. Uh, the Go insurance company showed me uh, they're going to scan your Tesla to make sure that your Tesla doesn't have any damage. And that'll uh, reduce fraud rates because they're they're seeing a pretty significant fraud rate in car insurance because people get in a rack. And then immediately buy insurance on, on, on their mobile phone. That's Go lets you buy car insurance on your mobile phone. And they'll claim that the accident happened right after they got they got the car insurance. Mm. Right? In other words, they're trying to play the yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. So now by scanning the car, they can use the computer vision and the uh, the technologies that make up augmented reality to verify that your car does not have damage. Right, and have a physical scan, a 3D scan of the car, upload that to Go, and then Go says, "Oh, all right, you have a great car." Now, if you get in a wreck, they know you didn't defraud them. They know you actually bought it before you had the wreck, right? Yeah, yeah. And they validated that you have a car without uh, without damage. And it's pretty hard to uh, fool that. You might think it's easy, but it's not because uh, every car has a little fingerprint. It's different. And they know if I scanned your car and said, oh, that's my car, it would they would know.
0: Beyond car. visually, just being able to see it visually? The Israelis showed me
1: an AI that takes a picture of your driver's license and validates whether it's a real driver's license or not. The AI, the cameras are so good at seeing minute little patterns and minute de- details. That they can validate that it's your car,
0: and this is is not
1: just looking at your driver's. uh, You you know, every car has a a license plate. So even if I took my license plates off of my car and put them on your car, your car will have a different fingerprint. It'll have a different set of scratches on it than my car does. So when you got when I take my car into a a auto body shop because I have a wreck or something, they're going to do the same scan and it's going to say, ah, that's not the same car that they used to validate it. Defrauded the insurance company. So really reduces fraud rates. Right. And, and this is an example of if you're not a brand, if you're a brand and you're not thinking about new technologies and how it can be applied to making your costs lower or your sales higher, and you're not curious about that, you're not innovative. Right. You're not keeping up with Elon Musk. And you're going to get your ass kicked by somebody who comes in and says, oh, here's a way to build an insurance company that has a lower fraud rate and a higher profit margin. And the investors are going to keep pouring money on that because they know that you're going to chew up State Farm and all the other car car insurance companies because consumers, you know, at some point they do start comparing rates and and understanding, oh, this car insurance company has a better service and better rate.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so interesting because uh, I sort of came in here thinking I w- we were going to talk about one thing, and we really, uh, as usual, I should have known better. <laughs> um, also, expanded to a lot of a lot of other things that were quite interesting, and um, I. I you, that whole the whole social shared experience is really interesting. As yeah. soon as we saw the the Oculus uh, Quest announced, which was last year, which is supposed to be released sometime mid this year or something
1: by June twentieth, because it says spring. 2019. Okay, yeah, and and June twentieth is the last day of spring. So. And so
0: that, that <laughs> you know how the tech industry yeah, works. Yeah, exactly. If they say
1: spring, they mean June twentieth. And we haven't really heard much <laughs> since,
0: since then. Uh, but but the but just um, seeing what ends up happening because it's a perfect time to see like how many of those units sell for the holidays for instance is going to be pretty pretty incredible um but and i still
1: don't assume it goes mainstream right because vr does have one problem that quest can't fix it takes 20 to 30 minutes to get a good demo of vr and understand why you should buy one in other words how many people can go to their local best buy stand in line and get a look at the at the oculus quest not many
0: there's there, there's got to be that as they always call it that killer app right the, the killer not, app it's not the, even
1: the killer there's plenty of killer apps on VR beat saber for instance the number one game is freaking amazing and fun i love it that's a killer app but you've got to get your face in one of these to understand it right and it takes 20 30 minutes per customer so just think about one best buy in a local little city and people standing in line. How many people can get their hand, their face in an Oculus Quest at a retail store? Very few people. This way, it's going to take time. Because it's going to take people like me showing it to people. It's going to take uh, influencers on Twitch showing it to people. It's going to take retail people to get geared up and understand. And it's going to take people buying the first wave, showing it to all their friends. Yeah. And then you get an exponential effect, right? I mean, I, these things don't happen overnight they they take some time and you know uh, there's still some other problems with VR too that Apple's going to explain
0: with just a few minutes left uh what uh, you, you started a new company infinite yeah. retina um where what can people pay attention to you and and where can they find you so that they we're, can keep hearing more about this sort of thing
1: we're a consulting company so we're uh, we're studying this new world we're helping businesses and entrepreneurs build businesses or build uh, things in this new world so you know we, we do competitive analysis we do you know all the consulting things that a consultant does to help people tell a better story about their business and get funded uh get them to the market you know we're, we're doing something at ces for instance which will be pretty dramatic so uh at, at the consumer electronics show that you're going to if you're launching a company in this space, you're going to want to talk to us. That's all.
0: <laughs> well, uh, as soon as the quest comes out, I know who's, uh, who's virtual door to go knocking at to to play a game with, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Robert. Great. Thanks. I love, I love, I love that you finished the episode. I super appreciate that you spent your time with us. You could have been in so many other places. Maybe you were avoiding those other places and that' why that's why you spent time with us. At any rate, I hope the time was well spent and uh if if you could do one thing for us it would be incredible if you could subscribe to the podcast and if you've already done that first i'd love to give you a hug when i see you next and second If you would then instead rate and review the podcast, it helps us get discovered. It helps others that are interested in the topics, find us and uh, all the way around. It is super appreciated. If you'd like to connect with us for any reason, you'd like to connect with me directly and ask me some questions about marketing or uh, maybe suggest a topic for an episode that we should be talking about. uh, Go ahead and email me at Adam. ADAM at secret or just generally check us out at secret to see what we're up to. All right, take care.